being an expert on general automotive knowledge, what would the correct ignition timing be on a 1955 Bel Air Chevrolet with a 327 cubic inch engine and a full barrel carburetor? It is a trick question. Watch this. Because Chevy didn't make a 327 in 55. The 327 didn't come out till 62. And it wasn't offered in the Bel Air with a four barrel carb till 64. However, in 1964, the correct ignition timing will be four degrees before top dead center. Get ready for another hour of Drive Radio, brought to you by Colorado Select Auto Care Centers. Got a question for the experts? Then give them a call, 303-477-5600. Now it's time to pop the hood and get our hands dirty. Drive Radio on KLZ 560 The Source. All right, we are back, hour number two. Just to follow up on that whole EV conversation a moment ago, the other thing, too, that most people don't know and they won't tell you is very, very, very few homes and or businesses have fast chargers, DC fast chargers, because the cost of the equipment to take your 240-volt, 40, 50-amp, whatever, whatever they use for the DC end of it, you have to then have that inverter built into the wall or somewhere to then go right to the car on DC. That equipment is super expensive, and it's why very, very, very... I mean, there are a few homes I've seen. You'll see even some of them advertised. Fast DC charging in the garage. That's Most electricians will tell you by the time you buy the equipment and install it, you're 30, 40 grand to have that done. Yeah. It's as much as the car. Yeah. So that's for really rich people that own an EV that want fast charging. Well, how often do you get home and you, then wouldn't need, you, you need you to wouldn't. charge it back up in 10, you, it, it, Again, minutes, it's yeah. a, I have that, you know, right. I, I, yeah. I can do it better can, than you. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. one of those where it's the rich guy making fun of the not-so-rich guy. <laughs> right. Be, just being honest, that's all yeah. that is. It, it becomes like an auction. Right, yeah. You know, I, who, who can win? I, I gave $100 million to charity. How much did you that's give? Exactly. Uh-huh. That's yeah. exactly. That's uh-huh. exactly right. So very, very few DC charge yeah. stations at homes unless it's a situation like yeah. that. Don, you're up next. Go ahead, sir. Hey, John, how you doing? I'm good. How are you? I have a, good. I have a 2010 Dodge 3500, and the tire rating on the air pressure on the tire says 80 PSI. Correct. But on the door, it's less. Would you use the door or the tire? The door. How come? Because the vehicle is designed to run off the pressure that's on the door. The only exception to that is for, you know, like... Say somebody's got a light-duty vehicle. We'll take your vehicle only in a 1500 series instead of a a 3500 series. Let's say you go from a P-series tire to an LT-series tire, and you want to change pressure. Then you would go off of the tire, not the door sticker. But in your case, they have designed the vehicle to work around whatever those pressures are they put on the door. Okay. Okay. And I got a comment about one of your sponsors. Do you want to hear it? Sure. It's Dr. Faulkner. Oh, and um, yes. I've seen them. I've seen them for my knees, and um, I just may take a second. But my friend in, uh, I had a friend in Texas that had heard about my success and your success, and a couple of friends I've sent. And um, he went to a doctor down there in Dallas, and the doctor says, Oh, yeah, we can do stem cell treatment. Um, blah, blah, blah. We're going to send you down to Panama. And he called me and says, Well, I just got That's a no go. And he, I said, Hold on. Yeah, doctor. don't do that. You know, you know. You're not going to Panama. I said, come up here. Get on a flight. Yeah. He says, I said, call Dr. Faulkner. He called him. I actually gave him his cell phone accidentally, and he, he called him. Dr. Faulkner was in Arizona, answered, and he called me back in five minutes and said, I'll be there Saturday. 
And he flew up. Scott is, a, I mean, he has become, as you know, Don, just a great friend of mine, solid oh. uh, medical practitioner, will take care of whatever need you've got. Yeah, guys listening, this I know it's not car related, but our health is a big deal. And as you know, Don, uh, Dr. Scott's doing things that you're not going to get anywhere else. No, and he, he knew the doctor in Dallas, and they're, they've, they're friends. Okay. And he said, you're welcome to go to Panama. It's going to cost you thousands of dollars, or you can come here, and I'm going to do a better treatment. And he went. He had a wrist and two shoulders that he had worked on, and it's been three weeks, and he's more than fifty percent better. Awesome. A lot, almost no, almost no pain. Well, my I, wife feels it, way better, and you know we'll continue to talk about her story. And I'll tell you, she, you know, she feels you know way better. So yeah, what he does, and just his entire practice, he he's dialed in. He knows what to do. No, he's he's a real he's a real deal. He's a real deal. I, I was skeptical. I was skeptical, but he's a, he's a great Well, guy. I think anytime right. there's new quote-unquote technology, sort of like the EV conversation I had a few moments ago, there's always skeptics because of, in some cases, how it's presented in the, in the fact of what Dr. Scott's doing because the FDA has done what they've done. That's a whole conversation I won't get into. But because of what the FDA has done, Don, as you know, that's part of the issue as well. And, and Scott has to work around some things because, frankly, I think the FDA knows this stuff works, but they don't want it to because big pharma gets in the way. Sure. No, that's actually true. Big Pharma knows if you promoted more of what Dr. Scott does, you don't need them. Right. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) They will go away. They'll go away. That's exactly right. So so they don't want Dr. Scott around doing that, and the FDA is never going to, you know, quote-unquote, approve those things and market it. You're never going to see an ad for what he does on TV because of that. Let's say it that way. Absolutely. Yep. I totally agree. So, no, he's the real deal. So all of yeah. you listening, yeah, you hear Dr. Scott's ads. Don, thank you for the testimonial. He he is a great friend and just a great guy, period. No, it's, it's a real deal. Trust me, I, I'm, I'm, I'm dowdy Don most of the time. So, <laughs> uh, you know, well, you listen to me enough to know I'm pretty much the same way. Yeah, you have to be. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, you do. There's so, too many scams out there. No, I, I did a lot of vetting of him before we formed the partnership, and I had a lot of referrals to him, and it turned out to be... Well, first of all, Don, anybody that will go through and succeed after what they did to him in the medical community, that alone spoke for itself. It, you're exactly right. That's, that's the story behind that. Is, that's right. So, And you, those of you that listen during the week know his story, but he's a solid guy yeah. for sure. All right, John. Don, thank you. Thank you. I, I can't. I can't thank you enough. Thank you very, very much for that. And and uh, Charlie, we might want to mark that and actually pull that out for some things we would do later with, with Scott because he's just a solid individual. Those of you that need any kind of a medical practitioner, you've got a unique medical need. Uh, Doctor Scott has some fixes for you that you're not going to find other places, and he does it through umbilical cord stem cells, which I could do a whole show on. I won't because it's a drive radio, but it. it trust me, guys, it absolutely works. Don is living proof. My wife is as well. And, yes, what he does definitely works. Ed, you're up next. Go ahead, sir. Okay, buddy. I called you before on a 2014 uh, Patriot Jeep, uh-huh. uh, four-wheel drive, about the gas tank. No, not not been able to put gas, and it kicks it back. Right, right, right. I had a mechanic. I took a mechanic. He took the line off, blowed it out, and he said it's probably in the gas tank, you know, some kind of deal. But he said the gas tank sits on top of the axles. Now, how would you go about taking that gas tank off? It'll still come out. There's there's yeah. bands that it's held up in. Every gas tank is removable. Sometimes the axle has to be dropped down to get you enough clearance. That's where you use a you know two post lift to where you lift up the in that case a unibody of the car. The axle drops down, but the tank will come out and around that. Okay. Uh, what would be estimate cost on something like that? Uh, that can I hard to I have say. no idea. Yeah, I don't really have anything available here at the here at the show 
to look that up. Um, and so did the guy that checked it, did he check the vent system and all that stuff or do any kind of, so when you go to fill it up, it just kicks back. It just shuts the pump off. Yeah. Okay. So, and is the check engine light on or anything like that? No. Okay. All right. I mean, typically if the vent should be open as you're filling up, okay. And it usually electronically opens. Is it, does it have a lot of miles on it or been on a lot of dirt roads or anything? Uh, it has 155,000. Haven't been on no dirt roads. Oh, okay. All right. And, I mean, typically the venting system is where the problem comes in at on those. And and it could be on top of the gas tank. You know, a lot of those canisters and stuff like that they put on the top of the gas tank. So like you were saying, the, it has to come out in order to check that system. But typically you can disconnect something to see if it helps that situation um, prior to pulling that tank. You know, there's some hoses underneath there and things like that that you can disconnect and then try to go fill it and if it you know still kicks back obviously there's something further in there but you know it's there's some testing that can be done it's not easy testing because you have to be able to pull that stuff off and then go you know try to add gas to it so it's you know it takes some time but there is some typically there's some testing that can be done to verify one thing or the other on that well he took the line you know the the line that runs to the gas tank took it off took the back seat out he said he could, the pump, you know, you can get to the pump, but you can't get to where you can get inside the gas tank. You have to pull the gas tank. Well, yeah, that's not usually where the problem is at. Usually the problem is in, so when you're, you know, trying to fill something up, you have to have the air escaping somewhere. Right. The vent system does yeah. that. So as you're filling it up, that vent system is open to the atmosphere, or open to the canister, basically, and the canister yeah. is storing those Think fumes. of having a milk bottle, Ed, with a little hole on top that you put a hose in that you're trying to pour milk into the bottle. Unless the air can escape that bottle, the milk's not going in. Your gas tank is the uh, same. Yeah. and they No v- different. V- vent that into the canister. Correct. And, um, you know, if the canister's restricted or that valve is not We used not to opening. not do that. We used to just <laughs> vent openly back yeah, in the day, and right. that's why we didn't have a lot of these problems back in the day, because everything just vented openly even the gas caps were vented right not anymore yeah uh, we capture all okay, that now well, yeah probably have to pull the gas tanks what it looks like i guess i'm uh, guessing that canister might be on top of the gas tank in that i yeah i, can't I don't remember, remember right on that hand. one yeah me either but but something's not venting correctly yet right. is what it comes down to yeah exactly. yeah he told me he told me he couldn't get to what he wanted to get to yeah that would make sense yes he's on the right track yep so just have to drop the tank and look at it what happens yep and see what you see in there definitely okay well i really uh i got one more question on a malibu a 2000 malibu four-cylinder it has uh for you um Oh, hell, I lost concentration. I'm just as bad as a president. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Let's do this, Ed. I'll let you t- well, let's take a break. Uh, you can think about that. I'll bring you back here as soon as we come back from commercial. Fred and Lakewood, you hang tight as well. And we'll be right back. Drive Radio, KLZ 560. Have you had your oil changed recently? Take advantage of savings on Geno's oil change service this month. Geno's semi and full synthetic oils protect your car's engine. Old oil gets less effective at lubrication and absorbing the heat of your engine. Geno's Complete Lube Service includes five quarts of oil, a Napa Gold oil filter, and 35-point digital inspection. Importantly, our oil change service is done by trained ASC technicians, which is not always the case at Quick Lube businesses. 
We offer loaner vehicles so you can drop your car off and pick up when it's ready. Visit us online to schedule an appointment. At Geno's, we know a well-maintained vehicle will take care of you, and it all starts with consistent oil change service. Stop in or visit us online at genosautoservice.com. That's Geno's with a J. Your next oil change could change the life of your vehicle forever. If you think that's a tall order, maybe you've been getting the wrong oil change. A BG Performance Oil Change BG. comes with a lifetime of engine and fuel system coverage and something else, peace of mind. Where do you find it? Find a shop in your neighborhood at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. Because an oil change that offers a lifetime of peace of mind is a change worth making. BG. Here's why you need personal injury attorney Kevin Flesh on your side. He understands the way the jury thinks. In the context of a personal injury case, you've been hurt by someone else's negligence. The idea is that you're going to try to recover so that you can get back to where you were just prior to that incident occurring. What that really means from a jurist perspective is that you're going to be asking them to award you money. So when we talk about fairness, we're talking about six people that you don't know. Those six people view the evidence and make a unanimous decision that will decide what the fair value is. When you're the one who's hurt, you have a good idea of what you think it's worth. The question is, can you persuade those other individuals whom you don't know and were witnesses to believe that's what the case is worth? Kevin Flesh understands the way the jury thinks. Call now for a free consultation, 303-806-8886. Flesh and Beck Law. They get results. Never know how! You need to count on your vehicle several times each day. That's why Napa Auto Care Centers count on nothing less than the knowledge and skills of ASE certified technicians to maintain and repair your vehicle. Napa Auto Care Center technicians study and pass rigorous testing to stay trained on today's vehicle technology for both domestic and import vehicles to give you confidence in a job done right on time the first time. Visit your Napa Auto Care Center today. Find a location at NapaOnline.com. Napa know if you're looking for great quality eye care, look no further than Stack Optical. Hey, this is Scott Watley, and for over 20 years, Alan Stack has been taking care of our optical needs. At Stack Optical, they handle all of your eyewear needs with glasses, prescription glasses, shooting glasses, sunglasses, contacts, eyeglass repairs, and yes, even eye exams. And those eye exams are only $69. And if you've been told you've got a complicated prescription, that's just one of the specialties at Stack Optical. Optical. At Stack Optical, they have their own on-site lab, and in most cases, you can have your new glasses in just two to three days. Stack Optical, 2233 South Monaco Parkway. Free and up-close parking. Call them today, 303-321-1578. That's 303-321-1578. Or visit stackoptical.com. And remember, at Stack Optical, you'll see the difference. All right, here we go. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Ed, have you? Do you remember what you were going to ask on your on your Malibu? Well, yeah, I got my mem- memory back. All right, <laughs> it's a it's a two thousand Malibu four cylinder, and the heat gauge, you know, if, uh, in the winter when it's cold, you can't get it above C. It won't really rise up. Oh, okay, I have to race the engine to get it going where it warms up. Summertime, it runs hot. Huh. So, is that thermostat? Probably, yeah. I would. Think. I would change that. Period. You know. Period. Yeah. yeah. Does your heater oh, work in well, the winter time? 
Oh, yeah, it runs warm, but it don't run hot. Yeah, yeah, warm. thermostat. Yeah. But I have to race the engine. I have to race the engine to get it good. Yeah. yeah. And hot, what do you mean hot in the summertime? Well, it, it goes above the hot, you know, it gets hot in the summertime when it's warm. So does it? The gauge goes up. Up past three quarters? Well, about above the half. Uh, you smell it kind of getting hot. Oh, well, and normal is half. Um, that's where it should read all the time pretty much. And then if you're sitting at a light, uh, it, it can go up to three quarters and the fans will kick on and bring it back down to half typically. But it won't get real. It doesn't in the wintertime. I can't, I can't yeah. get it warm until I raise. So it's probably thermostat. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Well, I appreciate it. I asked you about that a long time ago. Nope, yeah, you're fine. I, I appreciate it. You're very right. welcome, Ed. Appreciate Thanks, it very Ed. much. Glad you, uh, remembered that lines are open by the way, 303-477. Five six zero zero. Whatever question you've got, we're here to answer. Fred in Lakewood, you're next. Go ahead, Fred. Well, this is a snowblower question. That's fine. We'll take uh, it, especially on okay. a day like today. <laughs> might might need it. Yep. That's right. <laughs> I've got an old Arians uh, snowblower with a dipstick that's about a foot and a half long, <laughs> and uh, the darn dipstick is so brightly uh, polished, uh. and the oil that I last put in it is so clear. I really can't, read can't it. see where the oil is on the dipstick. Is there any way of anything I could add to that oil to darken it a little bit? No, just take the take the dipstick in this case. Take a you know nice you know bright yellow paint, kind of scuff up that dipstick a little bit. Which you could even scuff it up and try that and see if that works. But you can take some Scotch Brite, something like that, a little sandpaper mm. even to the dipstick, get it kind of etched up a little bit. See if it'll read if with that. If not, you can put some yellow paint on the end of it with no problem at all. Yeah. Okay, okay, thank you. Now, and yeah, don't add anything to the oil. Do the dipstick instead. And I know exactly what you're talking about. Sometimes it's so hard yeah, right. to read. So clean. Yeah, and, yeah, it's just exactly. really hard to see. But you, could, you yeah. could etch that a little bit, you know, scuff it up a little bit, Fred, and see if that doesn't help. I'll do it. Thank you. You're very welcome. Great question. And yeah. I don't know why they do that. You'd think they'd make it where it's easy to read. Yeah, right, yeah. Let's make it the same color as the oil. And I, you can't see it. I've anything. never. Right, exactly. Of course. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. It is what it is. Yeah, right. Not not much you can do about that. Right. Yeah, speaking of snowblower, I was on my my sister-in-law. She's got a snowblower, and she's like, yeah, it's only working on half the the thing. And uh, so my neighbor looked, and she said her neighbor looked at it, and there's a rock, big old landscape rock, a river rock stuck in there. So it's got four different shear pins in it across the the And they'll take those out. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, she said... So what am I going to do? And I'm like, well, we got to get the rock out of there. She's like, I've tried everything. I'm like, you just haven't tried hard enough. So I went by there yesterday. And, and by all means, pulled. do all of this with everything off. Uh, <laughs> right. I can't tell you how many people I've known through the years that have lost, you well, know, if I run it, fingers oh, and other boy. things by reaching yeah, in. Yeah, yeah exactly. you, yeah, I, don't you know, do that. I would have just never thought to even mention that, but no, I totally get it you know seeing yeah yeah do do not right do not ever work on anything like that when it's running joe you're next go ahead john a couple things if you're selling an old car for and or trading in for a new car if your old car had a cd player like my wife's 2007 grand cherokee none of the new cars come with cd players they do not (laughs) you are correct so so um, after I took all, I, I took her. Six, she had a six CD changer that was in the dash. Um, so you can on your computer go to Windows Media Player, and there's a thing called ripping, and you can rip the tracks off because the, the CDs, the songs on a CD are in a, a CDA format, which can't be played by your car. But if you go to Windows Media Player, you can rip them 
and as you rip them and save them, they will be saved as MP3s, and then you put them on a memory stick. So, um, in fact, it's even better because I, I down, I ripped all of our songs. She had six CDs in there. I ripped them all off, and then I went back to her and said, "Do you listen to all these?" She said, "No, I don't listen to this. I, I like this one. I only like these three out of those twelve. Nice. So I put put on a memory stick only the songs that she really likes on a, on a memory stick, which then goes into the uh, on the USB slot. Yep. So there is there is a way to do that if you're going from an old car to a new car. The other thing was on the trade-in process. Uh, I wasn't trading the car in. I was selling it. So I put on Craigslist. 80% of the stuff I got off Craigslist was a scam. Yeah. I mean. Exactly. And one of the one of the big scams, by the way, is, well, I want to email you my phone number. Yep. But before I do that, um, I'm going to send you a six-digit verification code. Um, uh-huh. And what they're doing, they say they want your email address. And then they claim they're going to send you a six-digit. Yeah, they're well, trying to reset done, your password. Right. They're trying to log into your account. That's right. And they do, I I forgot my password. And then, of course, uh, you know, Gmail, wherever, is going to send a six-digit code to your cell phone. They're telling you it's coming from them. No, it's coming from your email provider, and they want you to send it back to them so they can hack your account. Mm-hmm. So don't ever send back a six-digit code. The other thing, uh, you know, I did it locally, you have, so my wife said, "No, no, put an auto trader here." Good. So I put an auto trader. It was forty-nine bucks versus five bucks for a Craigslist. I get a call from a guy in Vermont. He's willing to pay full asking price for a two. By the way, my wife's car was a two thousand seven Jeep Grand Cherokee with only fifty-two thousand miles on it. She drove it less than four thousand miles a year. Mint condition, tow package. He was willing to pay ninety-nine fifty. Didn't even haggle. And uh, he and he said, "Well." I really want to can't get there to a Friday. How about I give you a non-refundable deposit by a PayPal or Venmo? And, it, you know, and hold, you, will you hold it? So I said, yeah. They sent me a, a $300 PayPal deposit, uh, which I, and I took it down. They showed up four days later. They were 260 miles away. And they came down from Vermont. They had Vermont plates in their car. And uh, so if you're looking to expand to a broader brought a market than just your local marketplace. Um, you know, the, it was $49 well spent. I know, John, you've got some advertisers that will handle that wire transfer from the buyer. You send AutoTrader the, sell, the title, and after they get a wire transfer, they will in turn send the seller your, your uh, signed title. So that takes all the rest. By the way, cashier's checks are easily faked these days. If somebody says, well, will you accept the a transfer, Only if I'm at the bank, bank receiving it from the teller. Right. If we go to the bank yeah. together, that's right. That's the then I will. Way. Otherwise, no. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So cashier's checks are no good. Personal checks are no good. And I've got good. Well, I'm out of town, but I'm in California. But I really want the car. Yeah. I'm going to send you a cashier's check. And now, but your bank will let you draw in that cashier's check in three days, but they can come back to you three weeks later and say uh, it bounced. Yeah. So even though you can. That's right. So the guy says, "Well, it'll clear. It'll clear in three days." No, your bank will let you draw on it in three days. That's right. But they, but they can come back three weeks later. That's right. Because what they'll do is they'll put a they'll put a good routing number on that fake check, and by the time it gets to the other bank, That's the bank right. investigate and says, "No, that account number is no good." Um, three weeks later, your bank will tell you, "We know that cashier's check uh, you deposited, and we let you draw against it bounced." Yeah. But your car's long gone. And they, 
So don't accept uh, don't accept anything from a long distance buyer. Or or they'll do uh, that and then they'll call you a week later and say, "Oh, you know, we just had a death in the family, and you know, if I could get that money back." And no. I'm not gonna. I'm not. I'm. I'm not taking the car. I just need the money back. So you give them good funds, and they gave you bad funds, and yep. so you're out. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. And, so, yeah. And I don't even want to do a wire transfer because I don't want to give them my bank account and routing. No, number. right. No. No. Uh. Uh-uh. No. So. Um, no, like I said, the only time I, you would again, ever do I, that would be at that individual's bank. You yourself are speaking to the teller. In that case, yeah, knock your socks off. But yeah, no other way. Period. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, and again, uh, well, let's say I'll wire you to transfer. I'll wire transfer. What's your bank account number? Yeah. No, because then they can they That's can right. tap and they can pull money out That's of your account. That's an absolute so, no, no. Yeah, exactly. So on that basis, Auto Trader, you know, it's forty nine bucks, but to let them be the intermediary. That's right. I think it's a small price. Yeah, I mean, and. The first thing I would have thought, you know, uh, oh, I'm in Vermont. It's like, well, that's a scam. You know, <laughs> that would have been the first thing that came to my mind, that somebody's right. interested but from when, Vermont. But, yeah. But when when they offered to send me $300 to my uh, PayPal account, and they did, they did. Yeah. I said, okay, I will take it, I will take it down off the listing boards. And they yeah. showed up four days later with Vermont plates on their car. Good for them. Which, by the way, I took, which I took a picture of, by the way. Sure. <laughs> Good idea. And they showed up. Yeah. They showed up with ninety nine hundred and fifty dollars in hundred dollar bills. Nice. Yeah. Well, and, nice, and that's nice. and that's a nice vehicle, low miles, great vehicle. You know, and you get up in Vermont, you find something that's you know five years old and it's all rusted out already, and things along those lines. So, yeah, that's nice, that's especially true. coming from here. That's why they were buying it because this car is never seen sold ever. Right. You know, it's nice. a Colorado car. Yeah. It yep. was a Colorado car from 2007 to 2020, yeah. and my wife here, you know, left it in the garage. So it's been. Um, yeah. This guy loved Jeeps. Sure. He, he loved Jeep Grand nice. Cherokees. In fact, he showed up. He showed up in a Jeep Grand Cherokee. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, good for him. A, he was an auto mechanic. By the way, only guy I've ever asked before he made before he said I'll buy it. He asked me to go take pictures of the undercarriage. Oh. I had to crawl under there. With yeah, a you shop, want to see what it looked like. Good bike. for him. Yeah. Exactly. He's and like, I, I man, I haven't seen a car like that since a new one. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Well, it's hard to believe a, hard to believe a 16-year-old car only had 52,000 miles on it. Right. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but, 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 you know, we had a big pickup truck. Whenever she went into town to the beach store, she took the pickup. Yeah. Um, the only time she drove the, the Jeep was to go to the doctor or the hairdresser. So, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, she, she'd do 3,500 miles a year maybe, and the car was garage the car never sat outside one in its entire life sure so yeah uh by the way the difference between that what carvana would offer i you know when you go in edmonds they give you three prices dealer right. trade-in private party private party sale and dealer retail the uh trade-in price was around fifty seven hundred dollars for that car private party private party was like ninety five hundred dealer retail eleven thousand so a dealer will give you fifty seven hundred and turn around and sell it for eleven grand yeah that was the that was mm-hmm. the three prices off it, and KBB was the same thing. Right. You know, Carvana, Carfax, not Carfax. What's, what's the other one? Um, Cars.com, or they'll all offer you. Right. Again, it was all around fifty-seven hundred, and I got ninety-nine fifty, which was uh, yeah. good. Which was a thousand dollars less than nice. dealer retail. Nice. Exactly. All right. That's good job, good. Joe. Anyway, appreciate you, man. Right, Marty, Jeff, you guys hang tight. We'll come right back to you. We've got a line open, 303-477-5600. This is Drive Radio, KLZ 560.
Okay, Richard, we've had some super, super cold weather, and it's always interesting when we're driving cars to see how they perform in cold weather because some do really well, some don't do so well. You had an opportunity to just drive a, a, a car, and question is, first of all, what was the car? Second of all, how is it done so far in the cold weather? Yeah, so I had a 2024 Hyundai Kona okay. at Limited. This is, this is their... Uh, again, their second generation of this car. It's their extra small crossover. I know there's so many cars in this segment these days. There is. It's kind of hard to even define the segment. Um, this is the front wheel. This says front wheel drive. I could have sworn it was all wheel drive. So uh, I, I think those to- only come. Don't quote me, but I thought those were only front. Don't quote me on that. They, for, well, I will say this: drove in a little bit of snow, worked just fine. Not a concern in, in the least bit on it. It's got a awesome 1.6 liter turbocharged engine, which is an upgrade from kind of the base two-liter four-cylinder. And so, again, we always talk about it at our altitude, um, especially with this being mated to an eight-speed transmission. It actually has lost five horsepower from the outgoing model. But just because I think of how they have it tuned, it really kind of surprises you and shocks you because you get into it and you're like, oh, my goodness, this this car actually has some get-up-and-go. There's lots of different trim levels on it. But, Dad, I would say this, as far as this car in Colorado goes, this would be, a if I was looking... For a first car, for maybe mm-hmm. a, a you know a, a teenager potentially, or if I'm a new you know a new family, uh, maybe thinking about having kids because you'll be able to fit a car seat in at least the passenger side. You know maybe even you know right. some of the bigger stuff, which again I know I worry about this car as it sits, which is the limited trim level. Dad is thirty three six forty five, okay. and it goes basically that's the top of the line that you can get. You can get a base model of this car for twenty five six twenty five. The big thing that you and I always talk about on this is, you know, Kias, Hyundai's similar, but in this case, Hyundai, their warranty is almost unmatched. They've got a five-year, 60,000-mile warranty, 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain, and a seven-year unlimited-mile anti-perforation warranty, three-year, 36,000-mile complimentary maintenance, and five-year, which this is big data, especially in the cold weather we've just had, Five-year unlimited mile roadside assistance. That is big, and they do have on that on that limited and some of the other models as well available H track all-wheel drive. So that is an availability. I didn't look to see what the cost is, but that is available on that, which actually makes that really cool. And this one doesn't say if it has it or not, so we'll just go off of what the window sticker says. I I thought it did, but um, ultimately it works well, even if it is just front-wheel drive. It's got all of the different features you want: heated and ventilated front seats. I believe this one's got a heated steering wheel, ambient lighting, an automatic um, open tailgate. It's really got a cool front to it. It, it actually looks electric car-ish, Dad, in kind of the future. It, it, it's got like a LED sort of light ring that kind of wraps around the front of it. Um, they've made the headlights very inexpensive. Inex- you can't hardly see them. Sorry, i you know been up for quite a few hours. For those of no, you that's all right. I understand. Uh, and so it, it's been uh, – it's it, it just – it's really cool design. They've done a really nice job on it. It was comfortable to drive in. Is it the most luxurious, largest car in the world? No, it's not. But for the value that, again, just over $30,000, I think that's under the average price for a new car these days. And so that's really something that's impressive. And like you say, in our, you know, in our climate right now, obviously we've got this Arctic outbreak sort of a situation. It's a car that's really nice. You can get in it. Um, you can you know drive it wherever you want to. The Konas are available, Dad. I believe in plug-in hybrids, if I'm not yes, mistaken. Yes, that is as correct. Well, if that's the route that that you want to go down. But again, in the case of this, I really like that turbocharged engine at our altitude. It worked really, really well. 
fuel economy because I know it's a big deal for people these days. Let me make sure I get this right. Um, actually, unfortunately, I don't have that because the vehicle – oh, no, I take that back. 26 and 32 for yep. an average of 28, so about 30 go. miles per gallon, Dad, which is really, really good. And, again, ultimately for us, it was something that I was able to get the kids in, pick them up in and out of the car. They were able to get – or pick them up to and from school, I should say, get them in and out of the car by themselves, which is a concern, again, for some people. I know not for others. Um, but ultimately was really impressed with the Dad, and you and I have been impressed with Hyundai um, for quite some time. Their, their design, really their interior layout, the comfortability and so on, you were in an, a front-wheel drive version of that car, so if you look at the price tag on it, pretty good. I, I, again, I have not been able to see exactly what the upgrade to the all-wheel drive, although after everything you've said and how well that car works in the snow, not having it, I'm not sure you need it. Well, and, and that's ultimately the key, Dad, right, is do you, you, know, do you need that extra little bit of, of what, what, you know, that, that, the, the rear wheel is doing stuff. Well, honestly, in today's world, with how good they actually are at t- taking care of most of the roads yep. in Colorado, as long as you've got a front-wheel drive, you're in pretty good shape yep. most good of good point. Time, right? No, that's, no, exactly. So, Unless you're doing some really you know, gnarly things, and at times you wonder, should those cars even be out at that point in time? And, yeah, the reality is that car and, and what, it, you know, what it does, to your point, and how well it works. And there's a lot of front-wheel drive cars along those lines. And front-wheel drive always works better in snow than a rear-wheel drive car does. Anyway, so end of the day, works very well for the price. Again, for everybody listening, that's a car that gets really good fuel economy and is in the low 30s on the high-end version, car starting in the low 20s. Yeah, well, exactly. And that is hard to find, Dad, yes. in today's day and age. And I want to make sure that we – and I, here's the deal, folks. We're not saying that, oh, $30,000, you can just go write a check for it. No. But the cost of cars as the cost of everything Correct. is going up. Correct. If you just look at the averages, the average new car in today's, you know, sold in 50K. today's world, I think it's like 34. No, right? it's close to 50 today, Richard. Okay, close. So, so, yeah, so you're finding a car that here in Colorado can get you and maybe your, your, your new family, whatever it might be, can get around really, really well without too many issues. And it, it's you know, kind of fun to drive in a little bit new age, that sort of thing. Correct. So I encourage folks that head to your local Hyundai dealer. Check it out. Maybe you've seen these on the road, but you're not sure if your family would fit. Test drive it. Try it out. And when you do that, let them know that John and Richard Rush from Rush to Reason and Drive Radio sent you. This is John Rush from Rush to Reason and Drive Radio. Thank you so much for listening. Check out more of our podcasts at RushToReason.com or Drive-Radio.com. There's something special about Napa Auto Care Centers. They're backed by the national strength of Napa. Nationwide warranties honored by thousands of locations. You know that's Napa know-how. But more importantly, your Napa Auto Care Center is independently owned and operated by neighborhood professionals who operate by a written code of ethics. Put your vehicle in the hands of ASE certified technicians who will greet you with a smile you can trust. Visit us today at NapaOnline.com. Napa You're driving down the road and out of nowhere comes a bang. A huge rock just hit your windshield and now you have a star in your windshield. Did you know that chip can be fixed? But who is the best? Who has the best resins that keep developing them to work with the newest windshields? That would be Novus Autoglass. Novus, which is the Latin word for innovate, invented windshield repair in 1972, and it still leads the industry in cutting-edge technology, backed by more patents than any other repair and replacement company. While other glass repair services offer limited warranties, or worse, none at all, you can trust the original Novus pros to stand behind their work with a full refund that you 
can use towards a windshield replacement for the life of your windshield. Find a Novus location near you by going to any of our websites, ready-radio.com, drive-radio.com, or fixitradio.com. Just click on the Novus link. That's Novus Autoglass. You are responsible for making sure that you are properly insured, but you're not alone. While Paul Lewinberger believes in personal accountability, he wants to make sure he's setting you up for success as your home and auto insurance agent. Paul will teach you about how you can save money on your premium while being fully covered in case of a loss. Your insurance should be for emergencies, not petty cosmetic issues. Insurance is not a coupon, your bank account, or for maintenance. Paul Lewinberger will tell you that your insurance is for emergencies. And when you work with Paul, you'll be rewarded for your diligence. Ask him about their incentivizing rebate program. Take a higher deductible and take responsibility. It's just one of the ways they can afford to keep their rates low. Take control of your life. Take responsibility for your insurance coverage. Call Paul Lewinberger with American National Insurance now at 303-662-0789. That's 303-662-0789. All right, here we go. Drive Radio KLZ 560. Thanks so much for joining us today. We appreciate it very much. Hopefully you enjoy those car reviews as well. We had requests from several of you that, hey, can you play what you guys do on Mondays on the weekends? And that was Charlie getting that stuck in there for us. So we appreciate that very much. Marty is next. Marty, welcome. How are you? Good morning, John. I'm doing great just watching it snow. All righty, yeah. sir. Thank you. Um. Anyway, I had a comment and a question sure. about stolen trucks. Yes. In the last year, I've had six of my friends have their trailers and or trucks stolen. Yep. And that, that would include two from last weekend. You're probably aware of the swap meet last week. Oh, yeah. So from motels, and it was difficult to get a motel room because... Right. They're occupied by right. you-know-who. Right. But anyway, two more trucks stolen last weekend. Um, so I have a couple questions about what can be stolen, what's easy to steal, and what can we do about it? Can a chip a key truck be stolen? Yes. Swell. Even the new ones with the push button, if the thief has the right technology, those can be stolen as well. I mean, honestly, Marty, there really isn't too many things that can't be stolen. I think the best thing that a lot of these guys could do would be to put some sort of a, if, if they know they're going to be parked in a motel or something along those lines, any kind of a battery disconnect where it would at least slow that thief down enough to where they're moving to the next truck, even if that means they've got to go out underneath the hood, open it, do a disconnect, whatever the case may be. Uh, to me personally, that would be one of the best things to slow somebody down because it really doesn't matter the truck anymore. They can pretty much steal whatever they want now. Yeah. Okay. Do, do the things that, uh, not really a club, but the thing that uh, clamps your steering wheel. Yes, they help. That's another deterrent, and yes, they do. It's a deterrent, yeah. I mean, if they've got the ability to cut that off quickly, they'll still steal it if, and take it. But if there's two of them sitting there, one's got it, one doesn't. They're going, they're, one doesn't have it. Right. So exactly. in that case, Marty, where there's a you know where there's a motel full of trucks and trailers, and there's one with a club and several without, they're yeah. going past the one with the club. They're not even going to mess exactly. with it. Exactly, yep. Yeah. One of my friends brags about a hidden 
hidden kill switch he has under the dash. I mean, that would help, too. If, if you have the ability and, and know enough about your own vehicle to where you could do something along those lines, absolutely, because even if they get the ability to get the engine turned over and it doesn't start, they're not going to mess with that very long. They'll right. move to the next vehicle after that as well. So, yeah, anything you can do to slow them down, yeah. uh, absolutely. Now, on the same token, I've always said that, now, this is different when it's got a trailer on it, but a regular truck, Marty, there's even some of these seas rolling around with rollback, you know, tow trucks where, no offense, you know, rollback tow truck and some WD-40, uh, that thing's gone because they just th- they put the WD-40 down on the bed of the truck and they'll slide that thing up there yep. uh, without even the wheels moving and off it goes. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. So there's nothing totally foolproof. If they right. want it bad enough, they'll take it. Yeah, exactly. Unfortunately. The, one thing that's, you know, with the club and stuff like that, it's a deterrent. So they're, you know, they're not going to bother breaking into it if they're not going to take it where like if the anti-start thing that will keep they're them from getting it but they're going to do damage in. that's right getting that's right. into it but i mean i still think the club for a lot of purposes marty just because they can see it through the window is about as good a deterrent as you're going to find yeah because they see it and if you have both even great you know but yeah, um, yeah, yeah. true and very well said yes you know the battery disconnect too that's a good thing and a you club, can, really a club and a battery disconnect uh, they're not stealing it yeah they, unless they've got back. a rollback yeah. they're gonna that's right know, they would just load it up but cranking the wheel too so if you get to a stop and you take the wheel crank it all way one direction that even, that even has an effect on them dragging it back on a rollback right, also exactly so yeah and Although where you they, park it they can dolly it and yeah again if they want it bad enough they're taking it you're right or they just lift it from the front and that's you right know, they, there's ways that to do way. that so, uh, yeah it's uh i mean yeah like i said if they want it bad enough they're going to get it but you're you know, just trying you can, to slow them down yeah if you can deter you know if they walk right past it because of the club that's even better that's right so yeah and and Maybe where you choose to go or park your truck is... That's a lot of it, Marty. Yeah. That is a lot of it. Yeah. That's probably 80% of the battle, and and I'm not exaggerating. That's why I tell people all the time, if you've got the ability to park inside your garage at night because you and you can't because it's full of crap well then throw the crap out and park in your garage because yeah. unlikely for them to break into your garage and steal your truck but will they steal it out of the driveway absolutely they will yeah. do it all the time yeah but like we're contemplating a trip to downtown denver for the day uh that's where a lot of this is happening yeah and if i was going to go to downtown denver denver for a day uh, knowing how cheap Uber is, I'd be Ubering in and out. I wouldn't take my car down there and park it. Hey, I wouldn't yep. try to find a place to park, and Uber's easy. Just True. in and out you go. Yeah. yeah. That's or, what I do. Or or, or the uh, park and ride, the train, or whatever you call it. Yeah, and even those, those depending upon the lots. park and ride, those, mm-hmm. those are targets as well, Marty. Even yeah. out of DIA, they're targets also. Yeah. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Even if you're way, way in downtown Littleton or whatever. If you're going anywhere where you are worried about that area, I would Uber in and out. Yeah. All right. Or take a vehicle you don't care about. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. Yeah. Literally, that's how I would look at it, Marty. Yeah. Are they leaving stick shifts alone or not? Oh, it depends. Yeah, it depends on who the Not too many stick shifts left, so. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, yeah. Hit and miss. Yeah, exactly. Well, I appreciate you. You're very uh, welcome, Marty. Nope, uh, thank you very much. No, I appreciate it. We'll get Jeff squeezed in before the break. Jeff, go ahead. Hey, good morning again. Good morning. Uh, Listening to to your discussion about the uh, the getting your vehicle stolen just reminded me of the story of 
punchline is I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. Right. There you go. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. So you don't have to be, you don't have to make it theft-proof. You just have to make it harder to steal. That's than right. Guys. That's exactly right. Harder than uh, the one sitting next to it. Yeah. Yep. So, uh, as you know, I'm not really a fan of, uh, of electric vehicles. I mean, like, like you've said, John, they have their place at a certain place at a certain time. Um, but I was sitting here thinking, which is always dangerous, and the thought occurred to me, do we have enough information yet to know which one of these in the current generation are going to be collectibles, or do we uh, need to wait down the road to see? I was... The example in my mind was the F-150 Lightning. I would never get it for a work truck or to haul anything long distances, but is that something that's going to be a collector item, given the few that they're actually selling? Or no, I would not. I would not think of- so. No, I don't. I don't know that there'll be any quote unquote EVs that are collectible, unless it's some sort of a, you know, like a Tesla Plaid. You know, something along those lines down the road could very well be of, of that nature, Jeff. But I don't think any of the other standard EVs, you know, maybe the Hummer, because they've built so few of them, that might very well be one down the road that becomes, you know, quote-unquote collectible. But there's only, I mean, probably two or three of those total that you could call collectible. Yeah, because the original Hummer, I remember a guy won one there in Colorado at a uh, raffle, and it was like $60,000. And uh, I think they're substantially higher than that now, if memory serves. Uh, a, new, a new EV Hummer is, uh, depending on how it's equipped, is about one fifteen. Some dealers are asking over that, although they're not bringing that now. Some of the guys that were asking way over a sticker are back down to just sticker, and in some cases you might even be able to buy it for less than sticker because they're they're uh, not selling them like they once were, let's just say it. The demand has dropped. Yeah. How about the original Hummers? They're up in the six figures. The right? H1s are bringing good money. The H2s, no, but the H1s, yes. Okay. Well, anyway, I'll, I'll return to driving through the Mission Valley on a blue sky day. I think, okay. I think I'm doing the dipsy do flipperoo because uh, we've got blue skies and you guys have snow. So We do. Well, you take care, Jeff. Appreciate you very much. Mike, on car registration, hang tight. We'll come right back to you. This is Drive Radio KLZ 560. Are you ready to revolutionize your ride? Look no further than Legacy Automotive, your one-stop destination for all your automotive needs. We're here to take your driving experience to the next level, whether you're an eco-warrior or a diesel enthusiast. Are you the proud owner of an electric vehicle or hybrid? Legacy Automotive is your go-to expert for top-notch EV and hybrid service. Our team of certified technicians is well-versed in the intricacies of these cutting-edge vehicles. But that's not all. Legacy Automotive offers a range of services for all types of vehicles, from oil changes to brake repairs, tire rotations to trans transmission maintenance, we're here to ensure your ride performs at its peak. Our state-of-the-art facility is equipped with the latest diagnostic tools so you can trust our experts to accurately diagnose and fix any issue. And did we mention our commitment to customer satisfaction? At Legacy Automotive, we pride ourselves on delivering a five-star experience. From the moment you step through our doors, our friendly staff will greet you with a smile and provide personalized attention. We believe in transparency and integrity, so you'll always know what services you need and why. Your satisfaction is our driving force. So why wait? Experience the Legacy Automotive difference today. Just go to LegacyAutoBoulder.com to book an appointment. Whether you're an EV enthusiast, a hybrid aficionado, or a diesel devotee, we're here to keep you on the road with confidence. Legacy Automotive, where expertise meets excellence. 
Most oil changes are the same. Old oil out, new filter, new oil in. It's a routine, a chore on the to-do list. What if your oil change wasn't the same as the rest? What if it was life-changing? BG. A BG oil change can change your life because it comes with free lifetime protection for your engine and fuel system, which means a lifetime of peace of mind for you. Find a shop near you at BGFindAShop.com. That's BGFindAShop.com. BG. Your local Napa Auto Care Center is independently owned, operates by a written code of ethics, and provides service you can trust. Put your vehicle in the care of ASC certified technicians in your neighborhood. They're backed by Napa. Quality parts, national warranties, that's Napa know-how. Your Napa Auto Care Center might just be the treated me fairly, I love those guys place you've been looking for for your vehicle. Find a location at NapaOnline.com. Napa Have you ever thought about owning a classic car, hot rod, older truck, or an out-of-the-norm vehicle? Worldwide Vintage Autos is the place to go for all your vintage car and truck needs. With over 80,000 square feet of indoor showroom and warehouse space, they make the shopping experience easy. Every vehicle they sell is checked out by their own staff and is verified as a roadworthy vehicle, and this includes consignment vehicles. When you buy a vehicle from Worldwide, it's a vehicle you can safely drive home. They sell over 1,200 vehicles a year, and most of their inventory comes from people like you and me. If you want to eliminate the hassle of selling your vintage or unique vehicle, give them a call today. By the way, sign up today for the VIP list. They'll give you updates on all their new inventory that the general public doesn't see yet, and it's at a discounted price. Worldwide Vintage Autos. Don't let the name fool you. They sell worldwide, but their showroom is right here in Denver. Find them today at WorldwideVintageAutos.com or call 877-378-4679 and make sure you tell them John Rush from Drive Radio sent you. All right, we are back. Drive Radio. Lines open, 303-477-5600. Mike, you're next. Go ahead, sir. Morning, John. Uh, I got my Colorado vehicle registration for you know this morning. Okay. It's uh, 2017 I bought new, exactly seven years ago. It says on here, no emissions test required. Okay. That sounds right. I think it's seven years on a new car. So seven, so 18, 19, 20, 21, 22, 23, 24. This is probably your last year. You'll have to do it next year. Yeah. And does it yeah, I say? Thought I, I, thought it, I thought it would be the first year that I had to get it, which I did in July for nothing. Okay. Um, All right, I'll get it inspected again in July. Well, you shouldn't need it until you get your renewal for, and it says emission test required. That's right. I'm supposed to get two years. Yeah. Right. So. Yeah. Exactly. So, yeah. So it's every other year, and the, and it, it just says no emission test required. Does it say because of passing, uh, roadside test, or it is? Does it just? It just doesn't say anything other than that. Says nothing. Okay. All right. So, and you know, if you go by the roadside deals too, you know, it'll say no emission test required because of you know roadside and then you're charged the $25 you know for doing that but at least you don't have to go in and get it tested yeah 
Okay, so next year is a free one. I don't have to get instructed until 26. Well, hard to say, yeah, since you're not testing it this year, they might have you test it. Yeah, they might have you test it next year. But. Well, they say every other year. I talked to them on the phone last year. Oh, okay. I swear to God, it's seven years. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I don't know what to do now. Well, obviously it it's not required this year, so send them in, and yeah. you're good for another year. And when it says admission test required, then time to do it, I guess. Yeah, I'd like to do it early. I don't want to take it down there in the winter. Well, and if you live in the city of Denver, for all of you listening, you'll have no more live DMVs to go to because of the uh, immigrant crisis, the illegal alien crisis that's gone on in Denver. They're budgeting things differently, and you will have no more live bodies at a open DMV in Denver to go talk to. Side note. I'm in Arvada. I'm down the street. No, you're fine in Arvada, but yeah. in the city of Denver, if you're if you're living in the city of Denver and expect to go to a live person at the DMV, uh, that will not be happening in the near future. Hmm. Wow. Cut cutbacks, Mike. Cutbacks. We we have other people we got to take care of. So cutbacks. Oh, yeah. you, you don't matter, Mike. We got to take all the park money and give it to the uh, uh, the bums on the street. Yeah, you don't matter, Mike. Oh, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, but you don't. <laughs> Ten point vets don't matter. Oh, Mike, appreciate you, man. Thank you very much. And yes, uh, those of you that are new to the state, by the way, yeah, we have an emissions program here, and it varies on how old the vehicle is, what type of test you get. Even has to do with the age of the vehicle. Uh, most tests are good for two years. Some tests have to go on the, you know, some vehicles have to go on the dyno. Some do not. Uh, there's classic cars and they're done differently. It's kind of all over the map. I wish I could say, uh, like we could Ken, probably about 10 years ago that it was pretty standard for all yeah. vehicles. It is no longer that way. Yeah, It's changing all the time. It has changed yeah. immensely. And, and part of that reason or not part, the reason for that change is the vehicles themselves now have the ability to monitor so much on them as to what they're doing pollution-wise, you know, emissions-wise, that the dynamometer that used to be used to determine the tailpipe emissions, frankly, is no longer needed. If the vehicle is working uh, proficiently in doing what it's supposed to do, it will literally tell the, the test station when they plug in that all is good or all is not. Uh, or, you know, there's a problem here, a problem there. That's why even in today's age, you may have a check engine light on that still allows the vehicle to pass because depending upon what the check engine light is for, for example, say you've got a traction control issue going on and it's turned the light on. That is not an emissions-related light. You can still pass. Off you go. It's really, again, there is not a cut-and-dried, one-size-fits-all anymore. It's very unique to each individual vehicle and the year of manufacture. Is that the best way to say that? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Yeah, so um, now this is the way it always has been, and if they're doing a dyno test and the check engine light's on, it passes the numbers, then it will pass. It'll pass, right. The OBD test, if that check engine light's on, it automatically fails. I thought that depended upon what the light's on for. No. It, if the check engine light comes on, the manufacturer designed that to come on because the emissions has been Incre- uh, potentially increased a, okay. a certain amount. So, yeah, and I don't remember hearing anything about that 
changing. I'll have to look um, that one up because yeah, you're, you're I, more into that than I am. Right. I'll have to and, look that up. And so as long as all the monitors have completed that, on an OBD test. Know, and they do check right. that. That's they, right. Yeah. So for some of you listening where you just think, well, I'll just turn it off and go in. You're right. You can't do that. that. They'll automatically turn you away for that there and say go. go out and drive it. And some of these things are a real pain in the neck to get to complete the, all the monitors, especially this time of year. And so the evaporative system monitor is the only thing that doesn't have to be complete in order to get a pass. Because they know there's a certain amount of cycles right. it's rolling through. Exactly. Okay. And, and I'll look that up on the check engine light just to yeah. make sure that we're both correct when we come back, just so you all know. But yeah, if you're new to the area, I'm sorry, it's confusing. And yeah. it is. It <laughs> used to be one size fits all. It even living here, anymore. even you know, I've been here for all my life, and it's it's yeah, confusing it's, even right. to those of us that are in this because in some cases, I mean, I'll even Ken, you'll have to go look things up to even see how that works on that particular vehicle. We'll talk more about that. Lines are open three zero three four seven seven fifty six hundred. Drive Radio KLZ five sixty. Still haven't had enough? Go to drive radiocom Email your questions and comments. Download previous programs and find lots of useful information, including your nearest Colorado Select Auto Care Center. That's drive-radio.com. Thanks for listening to Drive Radio, sponsored by the member shops of Colorado Select Auto Care Centers on KLZ 560.